0: Okay, look y- you want to solve this problem i want to get my pardon so why don't we just try it okay and not worry about what plants
1: crave brondo's got what plants crave
0: yeah it's got electrolytes what are electrolytes do you even know it's what they use to make brondo yeah but why did they use them to make brondo because 'Cause Brando's got electrolytes how did the world ever get like this
1: Episode, Idiocracy! Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from the net, and I'm joined with my co-host and partner, Martin. How's it going? Um, and we're back for episode 45. Yeah, almost at the halfway mark. Halfway mark? Yeah. Halfway mark for what? A hundred episodes? Yeah. That doesn't mean we're stopping at any time. Yeah. We're just at a halfway point. Yeah, that's such a good round number. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know we're we're doing well. We're doing well. <laughs> but um, forty, yeah, forty five episodes is pretty good. And we're now out of our Saw series. Halloween. Yep, we're <laughs> done with that. Halloween is now officially over. You can put away your Halloween decorations. <laughs> even though I've already done that quite a while ago. Were you crying? Yeah, it was actually. It's very sad. Very sad time to put away your Halloween decorations when you've had them up for about two months. <laughs> it's upsetting. So, it's, it's, it's a way of life, really. Well, now you could be one of those assholes that has their Christmas decorations up already. Yeah, we bought some uh, some of those like uh, projectors that do the you know the little colors up on your on your house. So we got a couple of those, that, which we could put up at any time. You know, the lights outside are a different matter because you have to actually get up on a ladder and do it. With the projectors, you can just kind of like put them in the ground and like, yeah, I'm done. You know, most people are pretty lazy like that. and They're like, oh, I can put up of the, the Christmas decorations. All I got to do is turn on a light and put in a globe in the ground. I'll do that. That's, <laughs> you know, and then you have where's, the action. Actual-
0: where's, where's the fun in that?
1: I know that. Where's the as Clark Griswold would be just turning over in his grave? I I assume uh, if Chilly, he would be dead in um, in in the Vacation series,
0: well, he's not. We saw him alive and well in what Vacation.
1: Oh, in the new one, yeah, but that doesn't really count. I mean, yeah, it does. I don't it, know it, if it, that it, counts in the Vacation canon for me. It, 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 no, yeah, it does No, you can't. You, you can't. You can't pick and choose. I don't know about that. It's it's a sequel. I it's it's about. I'm just oh. assuming that he his ambitions got the best of him for like Easter vacation, so he died one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? One time the accident. You know you can only fall off the Grand Canyon so many times well. before you your luck runs out.
0: Well, I bet Chevy probably wishes he was dead.
1: <laughs> Pro, I don't want to speak for the man. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a good run so far. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I don't wanna jinx him or anything. What's he doing now? Uh I don't know. Not community. I don't no know no. Well that's over. So he's not on that. No. I don't know what he's doing really. Probably nothing. Probably probably enjoying it too. I would be. But yeah, I mean that's the thing, you know, those Christmas you know, decorations that you just throw up, I mean I think Clark Griswold would be very upset. As we'll soon get to in our uh, coverage of Christmas Vacation this Christmas, he's got that huge ball of of lights that he pulls out, and it wouldn't be Christmas without untangling a bunch of fucking lights and making sure that you've got the the perfect set. Finding out there's one dead light. One one out, and no, at that point, you know, I I know in the past, people would be like, I'm going to find this bulb that's out. I just throw the whole goddamn set away. (laughs) One out. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's just throw them away and get a new pair. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll cover Christmas vacation in another episode. But today we're covering um another Mike Judge movie. We've done one before, Office Space, this episode is- twenty, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh something like that. Uh, I know, I know, it was in our uh, probably, probably, I'm gonna say like twenty episodes ago or something like that. I, I can be the official. Gatekeeper of the. Well, you're supposed to. Be. Uh, I know. I you know. I've always got to after I mention that and I always got to look it up and make sure I'm I'm on the right track for for where I'm I'm at. I want to say it's somewhere in the 20s, but I really I really have no idea. So I'm gonna look it up right now so that you can you can go back to it. Um, but anyway, we're covering Mike Judge's film Idiocracy, which in in all you know it's it's really the next film in Mike Judge's. Filmography for no, it's the only two he's done. Well, I mean he he's he's done other stuff. Just you know, and he did like the Beavis and Butt movie. That does I mean it does count. It's a movie.
0: I'm talking. Well, I mean live action.
1: Yeah, and in a live action setting. Yeah, 26, 26 was our Office Space episode. Um, but yeah, so he's done a, uh, like some other stuff. Like he's currently writing for Silicon Valley, the TV show Silicon Valley. Um... But, yeah, between Office Space and Idiocracy, he had a TV movie, um, which was called um, um, Monsignor something. Um, I got to look it up now, too. Very unprepared for that right there. I don't know why I brought it up real quick. Monsignor Martinez, which was a TV movie, um, which I don't know at all. Never heard of it before. Um, but, so that was in between Office Space and Idiocracy, but other than that, between that, like, seven-year time span, you didn't really do all that much of anything. (laughs) It's, um... like, a TV show? Well, Monsignor Martinez is from, uh, King of the Hill. Oh, and so it was, like, a kind of... It's the uh,
0: priest that you see, that they constantly are watching the TV
1: show, and the mm. priest that looks like Steven Seagal going, fire con Dios. So it looks like it was maybe, like, a special what I can probably get picked up spin-off sort of thing. Yeah. It could have been, it, it looks like maybe it was a pilot or something that just didn't get, didn't get picked up by TV. I would have watched it. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there was a, there was a, like a seven year difference between office space and idiocracy, but you can, you can clearly see the, uh, the, uh, you know, the upgrades that, uh, Mike judge has done for idiocracy from office space. Um, and yet idiocracy was a very low budget film. Very. And I would say probably lower budget compared to Office Space.
0: I don't know what the exact budgets are for both of them, but, um, you can tell this one more so than Office Space,
1: that it's, like, more of an indie sort of...
0: just, Just by the nature of, you know, the fact that it's a dystopian future... You can only do so much with you know, yeah. Whereas in Office Space, with practical, you yeah. Know, in Office Space, you could hide that more because it's in a fucking office, so. yeah.
1: And actually, you know, Office Space had a budget of ten million dollars, and this one, it doesn't even list the budget, so I'm going to assume that it was very low. But um, you know, I you can definitely see the comparison to where Office Space began and then where. Mike judge picks up with idiocracy and he's had seven years to kind of contemplate on the nature of humanity and kind of move forward with his, with his, uh, you know, themes from just plain old, like uh, life sucks. I work in an office to like all of the world sucks and let's take on a, a broader scope for, for this next film. I mean, and the budget for uh, Idiocracy, um they got it listed from anywhere between 2 to 4 million. So so very much uh lower budget than than the office space. And you
0: think that some of the people that show up in this movie too, they probably just had to do it because they thought it was a like, man, this is, you know, this is a great
1: idea. And probably and they're just good friends with Mike Judge yeah. too. So they were just like, yeah, sure, yeah. you know, uh, I'll show up and, you know, do a little cameo or a little appearance in your in your film. Um yeah, I mean like some of these people are ones that are they're they're always well they're they're in his films and his works quite a bit so you know you're going to you're going to see some some familiar faces in here um and you know that's kind of nice you can definitely see how the progression is between office space and uh an idiocracy and uh, I think we'll get into it a little bit more, obviously, uh, once we actually start talking about the film uh, in detail. But do you have anything you want to add superficially before we really go into it about Idiocracy? Because you're the one... I've never seen this before. This is my first time seeing the film. And you are well-versed in Idiocracy. You've seen it
0: multiple
1: yeah. times. Yeah, it's a great film. I love it. It's one of the funniest
0: films ever to me. Um, can't praise it enough. And not to sound like a hipster, because I'm going to... I think I was one of the few people that probably did see it when it originally came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but like within a year of it coming out, I did see it. Because um, they did, um, for a while, run it on uh, Comedy Central mm. back in 2006 and 2007. And I think over the years, this film has gained... Because uh, this film didn't do well at the box office at all. Granted, it got a very limited release, but it, it tanked. And I think this film has gained quite the cult status.
1: I think so. Yeah, just like just like Office Space. As far as I've seen, you know, it's getting it gets quoted a lot in pop culture, especially on some of the sites that I frequent, like AV Club, um, things like that. And you know, especially now with the election, it's getting quoted a lot more and and being referenced a lot more. uh, You know, now that we are kind of turning into that (laughs) idiocracy itself, so you know you're. It's a timely piece, and that's kind of why we decided to do this podcast now. I mean, I think you wanted to cover idiocracy, but with the election, it's kind of like you know we this is this is topical. This is you know this is something that we've got to do now, rather than wait on it and you know put it in some other time.
0: Yeah, and it it's generally a film I'd like just to discuss too. Yeah, because I think it's great, and I think more people should watch it. I think it's hilarious. But then again, I love like I love. You love King of the Hill. I love, King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm still upset to this day that I, they canceled it. Even though, granted, I mean, is. I mean, how, I mean it, it, that it, mean, to be to be fair. I mean, that show could is the equivalent was the, basically the equivalent of like The Simpsons or South Park, where it could run forever oh, because yeah. they would constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, but, you, in, but in retrospect, it's a good thing that you know they. It's better to you know to get out while you still can while still doing well. Yeah,
1: and you know I and I did see I think I saw the final episode. I thought it was a fitting end for King of the Hill. Yeah, you know there's with those types of, of uh, TV series too. There's not really an easy way to end it because it's King of the Hill is really a slice of life. It could go on forever, yeah. and you would never really need to. It's kind of like The Simpsons in that like nothing really ever changes. You could go on forever and ever and ever and you know, there doesn't need to be an end point for it. And there really doesn't need to be a specific, like, conclusion to it. You know, because their lives aren't concluding. You're just not going to be in well, them anymore. Well, one
0: of the things that di- I will say about King of the Hill, it sucked. In the early seasons, the they the, it progressed through time. Mm-hmm. So, like, through the first couple of seasons, like, Bobby and Hank, they were all getting older. But then after, like, a certain point, they kind of put the kibosh on that. Because I think they realized, like, oh, shit, if we kept, like, doing this...
1: Yeah. And you want to keep, you know, doing it, it would get a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, after over over time, as yeah. Bobby gets older and stuff, that would get a lot harder. Yeah, but
0: I think that was, like, really good, and I think that was good for its storytelling, too. Yeah. To have them, like... Because you'd have them as each episode, and through those early seasons going on, you had these different things that are happening in the episode, but also the characters are, you know, changing and progressing because they're getting older and... Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, lo- I love King of the Hill. I I think people... I and, that don't get it. I can understand it, but, like, it hits really at home for me. It's kind of like with Napoleon Dynamite. mm mm-hmm. um, That, like, that... And that's, like, another one I would like to do just, like, on the podcast. Cause I, lo- I think that film's good, too. I didn't like it at first when I saw it, but, like, the more and more like, I think about it, like, watch, it's like, oh, that hits, like, so yeah, much it's to, great. Yeah. To, like,
1: what we've experienced through. Especially for the... <laughs> like the time period references and yeah. things like that that are kind of, it's kind of like a time capsule of you know, being in rural areas in the early to mid 2000s yeah, exactly. still stuck in like the early, Nine, like yeah. late 90s sort of style yeah, it's it's great and I mean it definitely shows what we went through in sort of a rural area of, you know, maybe maybe people, some people didn't get that because of the city lifestyle and things like that, that that are kind it's kind of foreign to those types of people. they didn't never really experienced it. you know it, it kind of seems outrageous and stupid. and I mean, it is stupid, but it's a funny stupid because a lot of it does go on and you know we've experienced some of it yeah so. and then to go back to King of the Hill too, I quote all the time to like everybody that I know
0: and because like, it has literally like fun, some of the funniest lines, like little throwaway lines that people wouldn't really think about. Like there's like a lot like one line one episode they're trying to hurry to get to Bobby who might embarrass himself at this show and they just and Peggy and Hank are speeding off in his pickup truck and Peggy's like hurry Hank we gotta get there and he's like damn it Peggy I didn't fill up on eighty nine octane for nothing <laughs> fuck like that to me like it's hilarious a lot of people are probably thinking about it when they find it like when it's funny
1: I mean because people <laughs> I can imagine people around here saying that too. Yeah. Around our area. Like, would... And generally, yeah, no, they would not be filling up with that 89 octane. No. Because if you're putting your snowmobile, you put, like, 91 or 93, because yeah. it's got to
0: run that, you know, nice, clean... That's right. But... Yeah, it's little things like that, like, I just laugh, like laugh hysterically at, like, like Hank telling Dale, like, you know what's sexy, Dale? A 9-to-5 job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Or like when Bobby like like is, like after he comes back from Wichita Falls, Oklahoma, and he like smells the meat packing plant, and he's like, "Oh, that smells disgusting. Oh, what is that?" And Hank's like, "Bobby, that's the meat packing packing plant. That's been there your entire life. That smell is jobs." <laughs> that,
1: again, exactly. It's fucking hilarious. It and is it,
0: like and like it, I I could laugh forever about it because that's like shit that I would
1: he- think and like hear like around here like just like little things. And, yeah, I mean, and it kind of, it brings us full circle back to Idiocracy because, you know, it's, it's, uh, that, this movie is really an extension of where Mike Judge sees us going as far as, like, branding and, um, you know, like, product placement.
0: And not only that, it's an extension, too, of Beavis and Butthead, if you think about it. It is, yes. Because, um, Beavis and Butthead is a little bit before our time. We, I mean, I remember watching it, and I'm old enough to remember seeing "Do America," um, not in theaters, but I saw it actually pretty relatively soon after it came to, out on like VHS. But and I do remember catching like Beavis and Butthead sometimes as a kid and just kind of laugh like, like you know." Yeah, I mean, just saw it like uh, yeah. But if you think and like watching it now as an adult, yeah, it's about just two fucking moronic metalheads. Mm-hmm. And all of the bullshit they get into. With music videos spliced in there, you know, every now and then. But And that translates, you know, v- much more than King of the Hill, I'd say, to idiocracy with just the whole kind of like, <laughs> Right, now instead Oblivious. of like a
1: couple of guys that are morons, now you've got everybody that's a moron, really. And it's the, it's a crowd. Of, and like, wanting, yeah, being like, okay. Yeah. Obsessed about sex and yeah, sex, product placement, television, and just being able to eat and do things as lazily as possible. It's, it's it is definitely an extension of Beavis and Butt. And really, I'll say that when I've seen Beavis and Bud before, I and that this was like a long time. I haven't seen it lately at all. But when I was a kid, I wasn't really a huge fan of Beavis and Butt. I just was like, yeah, okay, you know, I don't like. I don't
0: have like. Vivid childhood. Yeah. Me- I do remember the movie seeing it as a kid, but I do remember, like, as a child, like, you know, as a young kid watching it and just thinking it's funny, but, like, there's nothing, like, m- memorable that would stick out to me. Yeah. Now, I mean, I see it now as an adult, so it sticks out more, but um, I remember Daria much more vividly because I watched Daria as a kid and I thought that was hilarious. And even now when I'm older, even, I mean, that's not done by Mike Judge, but it is a spin off of Beavis and Butthead. And that, like, that's fucking hilarious, too. Yeah. That's, like, the 90s, like, yeah, nihilistic pop culture, great bubble. That's when MTV used to make good shit.
1: That's right. Well, yeah, and then uh, we we before 16 and pregnant. Yeah, and Rob, I, I didn't really and Rob Daria that much either. You should. It's hilarious. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it since you know, it's since hilarious. it was on. But um, yeah. So let's take a break for idiocracy for a second. We'll come back to it in uh, a few minutes. But first, we got to talk about what we're drinking today uh, because. We do have something new on the show today. Well, we're done with Saw, so we might as well get to something. New. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're done with the Saw series. It's time to branch out. I was—we I, were joking. I—we kind of forgot how to do the show, like the regular show, because you know, in the previous Saw episodes, we were—we would skip the intro for the regular show, and we do like the Saw intro, which we recorded specifically for it. And so I, I was forgetting like, oh yeah, I do like a an announcement for the <laughs> movie and stuff. And you know, it's been so long. It's I it's been, like two months it's since we did a out. regular show. I know it's pretty crazy, but now we can really let our hair down and just you know <laughs> go to town on, on other stuff and do whatever we want to do. We're not we're not shackled, yeah, locked into the soft films. So yes, we got some a, a different uh, beer today, um, and. What it is 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 the Sierra Nevada Winter Pack, which is out now. I mean, and it's it probably been out for a few weeks now. And
0: I always laugh when I see their Winter Pack because when I think Sierra Nevada, I sure shit don't ever think wintry beers.
1: No, no, definitely not because <laughs> it's fucking California, and not like that. They're it's their it's
0: all about the pale ale and their IPA. That's right. Which, as we've said before, because I think I'm pretty sure we've described before on the you know podcasts they're like Pale Ale and Torpedo and their Pale Ale is like an IPA and their Torpedo is like a fucking Imperial IPA. I love them both, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, it's
1: that's not what you're thinking when you go for no. a winter. No, winter that, beer.
0: I I to be honest with you, I stay away. Yeah. Cuz um I've ha- I, I I don't know about you, but I have had their normal stout before.
1: It's okay. I I it's not I don't know. Good. I don't know off the top of my head if I've had it. But. I've ha- I
0: haven't had it a long time, but I've had their normal stout, and I and I've had their regular porter before, and they're both just very, eh. yeah. It's kind of like with Gang. they're not known for like stouts. Yeah, and they're known for their be- you know their Belgian style beer. So when they kind of branch <laughs> out into like something different, it's kind of like you missed
1: the mark, but good. At least you you gave it an attempt. Yeah. With Sierra Nevada, though, I was really interested to see what they could do, because they did have a couple of different things in here. They do have their regular pale which Paul Rudd is going to be happy about. <laughs> um, and they do have a Cascade Single Hop IPA. I'm surprised their Celebration Ale is not in here, because that's what their winter ale... Their- yeah, I think maybe they make it like a big deal that the Celebration Ale is only a 12-pack and a 6-pack. You know what I mean? Like they, that's But wouldn't like- you want to put that in... Well, actually, you know what? I've been seeing that uh, more and more lately is that breweries are coming out with their winter packs, but they're also having like one specific style for the winter that's not put into their pack or, or not, not just winter, but like fall. Um, If you think about Harpoon, they had that new flannel Friday, Mm -hmm. which did not get into their uh, regular Fall fall pack. So that may be a thing now. Maybe that's...
0: That to me doesn't make any sense because if you're like, if say... You see, okay, that's like the one thing they're going to release in a 12-pack for the se- as they're seasonal, right? Mm. Um, and you're kind of gun-shy about it because you haven't tried it. Right. And a lot of these craft beers, it is kind of a risk buying, like, a beer if you're not sure on. Yeah. Because they're so damn expensive for the most part. Um, that, but you you can get a sampler that has some things that you know
1: you like. I I think the fact that if you take it out, I think that, I think that's stupid. But let me play devil's advocate here. Say you really like this brewery. And you see that in their special pack, their like fall or winter pack, they've got all these new th- these. They've got like two or three new beers that are featured in that. But then again, they have a twelve pack or a six pack of a other new beer that you have not tried. Maybe you're more likely to buy both rather than. Yes. Yeah, I, see, I I can I, see what you're saying, but for myself, I can see myself buying both. That uh, to me, like that just that's just too much money to sink into. Well, I'm just saying because, like, for us, I mean, again, we because because again, beer,
0: well, I mean, but again, if that's the case, don't put your normal like fucking pale ale or your Boston Lager because everyone's had that, and if they haven't had it, they don't need the sampler to try
1: that. That's true. They have six packs. No. Sometimes they have Tall Boys of it. You know? Yeah, so, you're right. I mean, so yeah, they, I mean, that, but it, I think it's a strategy. I think uh, thinking on the opposite spectrum, it's a strategy. To sell more because you're now now you're splitting up your new stuff into two different packs. Well,
0: their their craft beer is kind of on the downside right now.
1: Right. So yeah. I, I mean, but but still, I I think like
0: stuff like that. It's just and honestly, put it put it all together because again, like I said, if I'm buying like as we've praised several times on this podcast, right, Starnex Oktoberfest pack. Right. Imagine that pack, but instead of like the Black Forest in there, which is a standby beer. Well, it used to be one of their top right. standby they used beers. used to have it. But, but they got rid of it foolishly and brought it back for that. But imagine if they took that out and just put the regular pale on there. Yeah. That would fuck with the entire pack. Yeah. And it's kind of the same with, like, this pack. It's like, okay, you got the maple scotch ale, you have a coffee stout, a cascade IPA. I can understand why they put that in there because that's, like, their spe- specialty. But And then, like, their normal pale ale. Yeah. That's not very winter... Yeah, is yeah, that supposed to be like a California winner?
1: Is why, yeah, why not yeah, put a maybe.
0: fucking ghost in there then? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. see our Otreves ghost yeah. as well. Yeah, you know. yeah. so it's, it's the same thing with yeah.
1: Nice, like, no, I, I yeah, I know, I, I see both ways, and I see uh, like brand worship as well. Like, say they have two different packs, and you say, well, you know, you know, has got their new f- winter pack as well, but you know, Sierra Nevada has a uh, their new beer in this 12 pack and also a 12 pack of their winter uh pack. So I'm going to get both and I'm going to skip Saranax. You know what I mean? You can see like that kind of brand worth. They're hoping that maybe if you're buying one 12 pack a week or something like that or but every two weeks. I think at the weeks, same, you, at the same with time with, with craft breweries, they have more of a kinship. They're not out to
0: fuck each other's You sales. hope, you hope. Because but. I do see like other, you know, craft Beer is like, oh yeah, we put this on tap in our place. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't definitely. think
1: it's not like you know. No, no, I don't think it's. I don't think it's ma- like malicious. I think it's just that they're hoping by ours rather than theirs. You know, if if you're gonna make a choice, we hope it would be ours rather than theirs. I don't think that they're doing it maliciously. I think it's just a business perspective that you know well no. we need to make the bucks to no. make the morn beers and no. stuff you know well then don't put your fucking pale ale yeah in, yeah. yeah no i get it. i button. get what you're saying as well i get what
0: you're saying yeah as but much as I, again as much as i like it if i like cuz i know you bought the pack and i did it, if i saw it and if it wasn't like on sale for like 13.99 or 12 i'd be like yeah do i really want to pay that much plus tax and bottle deposit on. Well, <laughs> I'm a thrifty buyer.
1: I know you well, I know so, you are cuz so. Hannaford had it for 14.99 plus I have beverage and I get a $1.50 off any 12-pack. So if you do the math, I got it for like, you know, 12.50. I
0: know, but it's like still kind of like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just you know, I, I I am a thrifty buyer when it comes to beer. So you know, when things are on sale, I'm certainly yeah, no. yeah, I right. to scoop it. No, I
0: I totally get it and totally understand. Because like I said, I like if I had to get it like at full price, I'd I pass.
1: Oh yeah, like if it was sixteen dollars, I wouldn't buy it. Definitely not. Just because even
0: as good as good as we'll talk about it. Yeah. It, it it's just
1: yeah. So what we have on here, and like we said, there's really I mean, besides the Cascade, there's there's two different styles that are really unique for the for the winter pack Mm -hmm. and um one of them which is what i'm drinking is the maple scotch scotch style ale and uh that one is it's you know you brought up a good point is that maple sometimes does that scream winter to you, or does it scream fall? It can, I mean, it, I, I think it fits both, but, I think to, it, but to me it screams more fall than... Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see how they would label it maybe more of a winter as well. I mean, depending I think, on your region, depending on when hmm. maple stocks are at the highest, well, maybe Well, for it's, us, it's the fall. Yeah, wise. for us it's the fall, <laughs> but maybe some other places it's winter. And, uh, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from with this. The problem with this one is that it's not heavy on the maple at all. I think it's really lacking. Uh, and it's not very uh, much. It's not heavy
0: like a scotch ale. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's very. From what I gathered from it, it's you get a very subtle maple taste at the very end, and there's nothing really to me that exc- exc- screams like a scotch ale, like uh Davidson Brothers, like Dacker Scotch Ale, yeah. or. Um, founder scotch ale
1: it's very it's like almost like they call it a scotch ale because like, it's a little bit maltier than a regular beer yeah so. yeah my biggest problem with it is that it just doesn't have enough maple if you're gonna label it a maple scotch i really gotta get that that blast of maple and i'm just not getting it from this at all i, I drank the whole bottle right now so um I, i'm i'm down a bottle and i really did not get a maple flavor to it at all even in the even in the smell it's not really heavy on the maple. And I would I would just like a little bit more maple to really balance this beer a little bit more than, you know, labeling it a maple scotch. Sure. You're expecting, I was expecting a very heavy maple, which in, in, like I a, think a multi- can beer, yeah. also be cloying if you have a very heavy maple. I didn't want it very heavy, but I was expecting it to be because that's kind of how it goes. You know, if you have a maple beer, it's going to be very maple Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree because like with Saranac, with their caramel porter that they used to have, I liked it, but at the same time, it was really, really sweet. Cause it was, it, you got a lot exactly, of exactly, yeah. It wasn't like with we talked about in here before, like Jenny's salted caramel chocolate porter, where you got like a, it all yeah. nicely mixed and the sweet, it, like everything melted right. That was the Saranac caramel porter was like really, like like you were drinking caramel from like a Hershey squirt bottle. Yeah, I mean it. It was good, but at the same time, I was like, "Oh god, that's like really sweet." So yeah, I I can understand. Like, you don't want to make it too strong, but at the same time, to make it too light. That it's it's a, sweet beers. You have to have a very fine balance. And you it, do, yeah. And it, I'm pretty.
1: I'm no brewmaster, but I'm sure it's a hard hard balance to find. You know, for someone's palate. Well, I'm sure, and yeah, that's the thing. You know, this maple scotch is is pretty good, but I wouldn't say that I'm like. Super sold on it. And I think that just that little bit more maple would go a long way for it. But you got the coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Cold brew coffee Cold stout. brew coffee stout. Apparently that's uh, all the rage. Cold called. brew is a new style of coffee where, well, it's not really new, but it's it's really making its way to us, both with Starbucks and then with Dunkin'. I've never had it. Um, I have. <laughs> and what it is is basically, you know, you have your iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Your iced coffee is just basic drip coffee, hot coffee mm-hmm. that's then and yeah sits around. Uh, and... No, well, no. <laughs> it, it really, it's been just poured over ice, really. So it's gotten cold, and you pour it over ice. And generally, you should dissolve your sugar in it while it's still warm, or else you're going to get really that gritty, right, yeah. gritty grain of salt or uh, not salt sugar. Well, uh, cold brew coffee has actually been brewed cold. It's never hot. So it's brewed and it's it's steeped for like days, like a long period of time. Like tea? Kind of, yeah. So it becomes, it's stronger. You don't get that water down. Uh, then what do they do? Just heat it up to get it to... No, you don't get you don't get heat at all. No. You just drink no. it cold? Yeah. You drink it. It's just cold. It's never heated. So uh, you, That doesn't sound... Because I'm not that big a fan of iced coffee to be uh, with. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, then that's your problem. But cold brew is really good. And if you're going to, if you really want like a cold coffee... That's the way to go. Really is, uh, you know, because it's cause, definitely stronger than your regular iced coffee. See, I would it's like that. Good. I would like that. But the,
0: the reason why I don't care for iced coffee too much is because you can tell it tastes like fucking coffee that wasn't didn't make get passed through, you know, the pot the first yeah, time yeah. around.
1: So they just fucking no. And and this is different. This like this is not. It's never been hot. It's not like leftover coffee that they then cooled down. It's 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 always cold. It's it's steeped. It's very good, very good coffee. I mean, I'll have to try it. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think... recommend getting it from. Well, i you know... have to wait till it's like a blistering. Well, granted, that might yeah. actually be this weekend. I think it's supposed to get up to this, like 60, sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle of so November. I mean, that's what it is, and so that's why you know a cold brew coffee is making its rounds. You know, even to Sierra Nevada's beer and Sierra because we did the cold brew. We did do yeah. Um, This is actually pretty good.
0: Um, as I said before, I have had regular stout and porter before, and I don't really think too much, I haven't, didn't think too much of it. This is actually pretty good. It's got a nice balanced coffee taste. It does actually have a pretty good coffee taste. It's very flavorful. You definitely get, you get it. It's not too strong. It's not too weak either. It's got a great smell too. And for a stout, it is on like the lighter side of a stout. It's not, it's very, very easy to drink. Very, it's
1: a, Good, I like it a lot. Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty good. I just had a taste of it. I haven't actually had uh, one of them from the pack yet, but and, I thought it was really good. Yeah,
0: and I love and I love coffee stouts. I think especially now that it's starting to get supposed to be getting cooler. Yeah. Um, coffee stouts are great, and yeah. it's nice that you know it's nice to see that they did this pretty well. Yeah,
1: um, I would I would buy this in a twelve pack by itself. Uh, so. The coffee stout, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go with the maple scotch. Uh, it's just not. Not my thing, but the coffee style I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, I also bought Leopold Brothers uh, whiskey, which we didn't actually crack open yet. Um, so we I'm sure we'll have that on at some point, but we haven't cracked that open.
0: Maybe next episode.
1: That's right. All right, so let's get to uh, Idiocracy. Yeah, shall we? All right, let's do it. Uh, so like we were saying before, you know, it, it, it's a Mike Judge film, so it definitely does feel like an extension of his work a lot of familiar faces a lot of familiar faces um and i think one of the biggest things that stuck out to me just thinking about you know mike judge and in office space because i know office space very well i don't know idiocracy i've never seen it before now um is that luke wilson as joe bowers he really does strike me as a as a like a a new ron livingston
0: inspired
1: casting that's true,
0: as because as they point
1: out in the film,
0: um, Joe is the most average person ever. Yeah, and by God, if you had to pick an actor to portray mediocrity, it's Luke Wilson. And, and but I and do, that's, that's that's no no. But I yeah. do and I do like Luke Wilson. It's not a not a knock on him. It's just because he's so monotone and bland. Yeah, and just
1: and like like I said though, I think that he really is. Very similar to Ron Livingston in Office Space.
0: Ron's a little bit more emotional, though. Not in the beginning. And Ron's a little bit more of a ranged actor.
1: You think so? Yeah, I think I, don't I, think lo- so. I, I mean, love Ron Livingston. Well, no, I do too. And then he was great in The Conjuring. Um, But I think that with. I mean, I think Luke Wilson has a range as well. I just think. <laughs> You know, And like with Office Space, Ron Livingston, for a long time in that film, was pretty much supposed to be emotionless. Very much just going through the motions of, of working in a terrible job, one that you hate, but one that you pretty much need to do because you don't have any other means of income. And for Luke Wilson, he's in a similar situation working in the military, in the army, I mean, um, where he's kind of just going through the motions of doing whatever he can to just not... Do anything really. I mean, he doesn't want to see any action, he doesn't want to be, you know, ahead of anything. He just wants to sit down and watch TV and get his pension, yeah, and get a pension. And I think that's really is that so bad, though? No, it's is not it's so bad. And I really, I, you know, I can agree with there's that. A lo- I love a, when he's there's a lot of people, not just like I'm not saying like the military
0: specifically, but there's a lot of people in the world who are just fine with, yeah, showing up, doing
1: what you're supposed to, and that's it. I could totally agree with him when he says sometimes, you know, you, know sometimes, you can either lead, follow, or get out of the way. Well, I was going to
0: say, because sometimes if you do go out of your way to lead, and it'll backfire. Yeah. Because if you do that too often, and you're not really seeing any potential gains out of it, it's very crippling to the well, soul. <laughs> I mean, you
1: can also see with, with Joe being so average, you know, they flash a lot of graphs on the screen, but one of them is his the stress level, which is very mm. much average. You know, he doesn't really have much stress. It's just pretty much an average stress level.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad
1: thing. Though. No, no, I know. Exactly. That's right. That's that's a, that's a good thing about where his position is when he's just working at a job where it's kind of boring, but he can watch TV all day, is that your stress level is very average. Your health is very average. And, you know, you're going to live a very average lifestyle that you probably will enjoy averagely. <laughs> um, you're not going to enjoy it that much. You're going to enjoy it more than some. <laughs> you're right in the middle. Um You're not going to Italy anytime soon, but hey. But I you can get pizza. You know, again with this with idiocracy, this is Mike Judge showing you this everyman. This this guy who's like right right down the line in the middle that everybody can pretty much relate to in some way. You know, even even if you do have a stressful job or something that, you know, your career is your life, you still relate to this guy and think like you know, what what would, what would have happened if I didn't have all this responsibility? What You know, where would I be at that point? And, you know, even though idiocracy kind of comes to the conclusion that you shouldn't just get out of the way. That you can do something for yourself. You can have a meaningful existence without just going right down the, the average line. Um, I still think that it's it's in favor of that same idea of office space. Of find what you love to do and do it. Or find what you're good at and do it. And for the most part, it has a lot of those same themes as office space. So even though this is on a broader scale, even though this is more political um, and more sociological than even office space can, can get because of its limited scope mm-hmm. in, a, in a specific office, I think that a lot of the same things are really imported. You know, Mike Judge is really telling the same story just in a different way
0: much bigger yeah you're right it's big, much bigger in scope
1: it's a bigger scope um and but i appreciate that he, he you know and some people probably wouldn't appreciate that he's hitting the same things he's like, oh mike judge is doing the same thing over and over again you know he's talking about pop culture he's uh he's making a comment on how dumb people are sometimes and you know he's he's making a comment on on the workforce and jobs but at the same time you got to admire that continuous uh, thematic scope that he's always hitting. And I really do think that both office space and idiocracy have ambitions. And they really do hit a lot of those themes that I, you know, as a person working, you know, certainly not, you know, poor, but certainly not rich by any, you know, measure, really very much middle class and proud of it. Um, I can really relate to that. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> am I talking to myself? <laughs> I Thought I had a partner on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I was intrigued. I was captivated by your yes,
1: <laughs> your soliloquy. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're lost now. You have nothing. Okay. I'm the smartest man on this podcast. Hey, you are. <laughs> Don't. Don't let my college degree fool you. Well, I took teaching classes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's... I, I'll i get you started here. I mean, so... I am sorry. I, w- I was tuned out
0: for a second. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I, I will admit it. I was for a second looking at uh,
1: my phone for a minute. I thought I guys could do... The, the dangers of modern technology. <laughs> Taking you out of things. Well, it's there. So, I mean, yeah. What, what What do you think? I mean, first of all, we're just talking, you know... Idiocracy and office space and Mike Judge in general and how they relate to each other and how... Yeah,
0: I've already, I, already, I already agreed with you that I think they are connected. Uh, the ideas and themes. Um, I just... I don't, off of that, though I don't really have much more to say. I think they are connected.
1: How do you think that idiocracy deals with its themes? Because... You know, in in a way, these are different. It it is more political. Though no, I like that's why I wasn't
0: paying attention. Cause I was reading on uh, to check, uh, um, see what like Mike Judge thought of it. He doesn't see it as political. He sees it as more social because he doesn't like to be.
1: It certainly is he social like to, as well. He doesn't like to get political. Yeah, is but it's kind of hard not to find political uh, no. spectrum in it when. Well, no, well, the... well, see that—that's what I was going to say because it's kind of like in this sense he's like Bob Dylan,
0: because I think for most people when they watch this and some of the things in King of the Hill, you think obviously kind of political undercurrents and tones. Mm-hmm. But he's saying like, Nah yeah, I don't really think of it like that. I stay away from that. I think it's just more social or something like that." So, like to me, it's like Bob Dylan in the '60s when he's writing all those uh, political political tunes-driven yeah. songs and. People are like, oh yeah, you're writing these great political songs, and he's like, I'm not writing political songs. They're just songs. They're just things that come out of me. And they're like, oh, the clear of this song
1: is, yeah, you
0: know, hitting on this certain political wave. He's like, no, it's not.
1: Yeah, and and, the, and the <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though, is that politics are social. It is a socio political idea that he had for idiocracy. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anything that even, you know, it wouldn't involve him becoming part of the president's cabinet. That mm. is a political move right there to, you know, idiocracy didn't need to have that in its in its plot at all. It could have been about a guy who finds out that he's smarter than everybody else and he just uses his smarts to find a way to cope with this new world. But instead, he becomes a part of our the United States in the in the cabinet and, a, a, like, one of the top powers leading the nation. I mean, well, it is a political...
0: Well, in that sense, though, you could look at it and say, uh, when he becomes part of the, the presidential cabinet, you have the people looking to him being government, looking to him for answers, when at the end he says... I don't have you the You have answers. to find them for yourself. You have to find them for yourself. That's a libertarian point of view. That's true. That you know, and that's like with South Park. South Park, you know, may sometimes seem like to people like it's the most, you know, like, yeah, fuck Republican type things in the world, but they're pretty they're pretty libertarian on South Park and mm-hmm. they if you know, if you watch too, they do a good cut of uh on both sides of both, you know, Democrats and Republicans. But mm-hmm. But I think that makes I think that makes sense for like it to have that kind of more libertarian undertone, because uh, Matt and Trey both love M- Mike Judge, and they love loved King of the Hill. Mm. Like, when they were making fun of the fucking family guy in those episodes, they had, like, uh... And, like, when they go to, like, the Fox writing rooms for, like, uh, and they go, they actually had, like, a King of the Hill poster in the background for it. Mm. So... But I know they're, like, so... I, I think that's just interesting, but... From what I was saying, reading online, I just find it funny that Mike Judge says, you know, he doesn't really see it as political when it does very much so come across to It does people watching it and that are going to look at this and interpret it and see it as, you know, kind of a... You have to, yeah, I mean, you kind of, you can call it social. I, it I is social. Well, it is because it, it's it's both, but I think if you were just to specifically say
1: it's just social, not... I, yeah, I mean, I think they're linked in general anyway. I mean, you, you can make a social commentary and that is a, a political commentary as well. Because your social, uh, you know, your society as a whole, it's it is tied politically, you know, whether you want to comment on that specifically or not. So, you know, I th- I think that the 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 comments on social, you know, the social aspect of it, um, where we talk, you know, talk about um, the, all the product placement and you know how everybody basically becomes a walking advertisement for. Whatever product is around, uh, even even like lampshades and stuff in this film have become product placement for specific products or like you know a multitude of products. All of those, you, you know, they're they're all product placement for something specific, and that is you know that's a social commentary on where our people are headed. You know where big business is bringing you know, actual like citizens, but it's also political. I mean, because you have to, uh, there's, there's all kind of baggage attached to that. There's a context. How did big business go from just being, you know, we can have ads on TV and, then and, and magazines to now people can wear them. And so, you know, that is a political side of this film as well that you don't really yeah it's maybe not explicit
0: well they even, but po- it's well, they even point it's- out that like uh the one corporation is brando when they wanted things to go their way they bought the fcc right and, yes and,
1: yeah and the uh, you know food and drugs yeah options. so like whatever you whatever you don't like you can just buy it out and that is i, I think that you you can't necessarily say that's not political that that is on the spectrum of politics so but yeah, I mean that's that is one of the one of the major funny things about this film is that it really does take all of those, you know, those products that we find are just parts of our life because we see them on TV and it really makes them into something much larger than that. Like Brondo is linked to their entire economy. <laughs> Brondo is their economy because once Brondo is not used anymore to to water these the, the earth's crops, they're their entire stock falls. It just plummets to nothing and they have to lay off half of the nation. So everything is linked to the product. And, it, it, you know, And it, it's sad, but it's true for a lot of things. You know, we do have many products that are linked to our economy in some way. I think that's just an extension of what we already have. So, I don't know. I think it hits on a lot of topical things that are, are very difficult you know things now even this movie was released in 2006 it's ahead of its time it very much was and i think that for all the you know internet ads and exactly do you i mean do you think that we are heading in the direction of idiocracy or do you you know have we made strides to to prevent that did Uh, we learn
0: from this movie no i think we're heading towards it Faster and quicker than ever. It
1: is unfortunate so, that, you know, we have someone named, you know, like President Camacho, who is basically like a wrestler who's been elected to the presidency. and Which, as a wrestling I,
0: fan, I take offense <laughs> to, 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 to this idea that all wrestling fans are... No, no, but... I, 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 I kid on that, but... I, I, I can almost see that. You could see, like, eight years from now, like, fucking The Rock running for president. Yeah. And he would win. Exactly. And it'd, it'd almost be like, well, oh, man, I would vote for him, too. Like, yeah, right? He hasn't, <laughs> the Rock hasn't really said much about shit. He just says he's going to lay us the smacketh down on, you know, China and other... The Rock visits sick children in the hospital mm-hmm. and voting for him. Or, like, if it was, like, John Cena, it's like, oh, yeah. Hustle, loyalty, and respect—that's his platform. That's all I need to know.
1: Let's go. But I mean, technically, we did ele- elect a reality star yeah, as did. our our president. It's not really that much different. He ain't my president. That's you know, I. <laughs> uh, it's just hard not to see that maybe we are heading in that in that direction of idiocracy, well, where people are just so so, not, you know, not interested in doing research, learning, uh. Do you know, well, to be fair, doing anything besides the easy stuff to be fair
0: outside of the 2008 election where the the voting number was up, I think it was up to almost like 64% of the eligible population Mm voting. Elections just don't bring people out to vote, Mm -hmm. and it's even worse on a congressional scale and you know, state and local. When you hear people that are involved in the political process saying you don't like how things are going, get involved in the state and local. Yep, the, the tur- years where it's not a presidential election, the turnout yeah. is abysmal. Yeah, so in two years we're gonna have a terrible turnout. Turnout and and that's not just here in New York; it's that's across the board because it's the people who actually do care and and, and it, it's hard. It's hard for me to say one way or the other. Like I look as somebody who went is very does very much care about history, economics, po- like oh, civics in general. Mm-hmm. Ca- you know, cares about it and like it went to school for it. Um it's like I feel like P- I should tell people you should pay attention. You should go out and vote mm-hmm. and you yeah. should and you should you should be educated on these things because there becomes a certain point where you're at a certain age whether you got taught it or not the, the you know certain things about, like, history and politics. Once you reach a certain age, in today's, especially in today's modern information age, if you don't know, you're not ignorant anymore. You're just stupid.
1: Yeah. Because you ha-
0: the information is
1: at hand. You can find it.
0: You either chose not to or you weren't doing due diligence while doing it. At the same time, though, I can kind of see how, like, look, these people are, are trying to vie for your votes. They kind of, they have to... They have to try to win you over, mm-hmm. so they have to be smart about it. And I think part of the election this year that is, I'll give Trump credit for, is he was at, he made it entertaining, and he was able to get at people's base instincts and get them to pay attention. Yeah. and that's, and I think it's Hillary and her campaign's fault in trying. You know, you watch the debates. It, look, if you like Trump or not, or and you hate Hillary, you can't tell me he won any of those debates. He said nothing. Yeah, he every debate was just like, no, you're wrong. Like literally, it's like 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 a fucking like Facebook, Twitter troll war. She'd say something, and he'd be on the microphone like, wrong, <laughs> wrong. When d- did fucking Reagan do that when he was like debating Jimmy Carter in nineteen eight? No, or yeah, or. You know, or Clinton with fucking the Herbert Walker... No. So, I like... I think that's, like, him, like, like, people appealing, like, you know, to today's kind of... Yeah. Sensibilities, and he was able to capitalize on that. But he he didn't say anything. Yeah. And look, to kind of, like, get like, into a little political conversation, I didn't like either choice. I thought Trump was fucking god-awful. He said nothing that was relevant. If you paid attention... He never said anything. Never gave specific details. He just said everything would be good, great, grand, wonderful. Yeah, like he's fucking Chris Farley and ha- uh, Billy Madison as the bus driver. We're like good, great, grand, wonderful. <laughs> That's what he was doing. And Hillary was saying some meaningful things, but at the same time, she comes across as so unlikable and unpersonable, and such like a political shill. That's why Trump won.
1: Yeah,
0: and at the same like, but I like, I find that. Remarkable, because I think if people paid attention, like paid attention and actually kind of cared about certain things, they it wouldn't have gone like that. But because people like just find like, no, we don't want a dynasty. No, we don't want you know, we want change. We you know, we want something different. We want change. Doesn't matter what the change is. We just want something different. I think that's gonna that might come back and bite us because people, you vote for a change just for the sake of change. You don't know what kind of change you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. So and. I think I think that's part of the, I, again, I think it's, 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 both sides are culpable. People, the, the people who are part of the citizenry, who are, can vote, you have to do your, dude, I, look, I understand people are busy, they have kids, they have jobs, right. they have other things to worry about, but you also, look, it doesn't take much time to look up online real quick from some, a literal source, not just like some random Facebook feed source, but. Right. And find out what people believe and what they're saying, and the but at the same time I think too the can look they gotta run a better campaign, and I, I think it's a complicated issue, but if, I don't think it'll get better over
1: time. <laughs> and I think that with you know with idiocracy, it's trying to make a parody of it because it realizes how complicated that is, and it realizes how much people are unwilling to kind of do that research, do that know remain ignorant they would they would rather remain ignorant than learn about things that they really need to succeed and and so when we reach the idiocracy time period which is 2505 at that point we've we've and it's to be fair it took us 500 years to get there but you know we finally reached that point where everybody could just give a shit about anything they'd rather watch tv about people getting kicked in the dick, but I mean, and bait. And it's it's hard not to feel like we may be moving in that direction a little bit, a little bit. You know, we now we'd rather watch TV about reality TV stars. No, you can blame The Real World and
0: Survivor for that shit. True,
1: but I mean, we'd rather watch that than anything. You know, that has a serial. Well, to, aspect be, to well, it. well, to be fair too, I think.
0: And I, I was gonna bring this up, but I forgot to, but. Um, to be fair, part of the problem too is the fact that nobody like trusts media anymore if news comes from c n n or m s n b c or fox or any of the big free networks everyone's like nope it's biased it's a lie, yeah, so nobody trusts any news source so, so if you're on the alt if you're more conservative leaning or on the you know far alt right you're sitting there and you're going Oh, that news came from CNN? It's bullshit. It's a lie. It's just Hillary lies. They're pumping out Hillary lies. Yeah. If you're on the liberal side and left-leaning side, you're like, no, it's from Fox or from this. No, it's bullshit. It's lies. It's... Yeah. So nobody trusts any new like, nothing. So that's that's part of the problem, too, because when people do get, some, like, information, they're very quick to just dismiss it as if it came from a certain place, like, no, nope, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. You could have fucking Walter Cronkite, Tom Brokaw, and Dan Rathers all together doing like a broadcast. Three of America's most trusted journalists over the past, you know, 70 years. And people would be like, nah, they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. There'd be a group, large group of people be like, no, nah, they're full of shit. They yeah. don't know, you know. I, I think that's part of the problem. Grant, the media companies don't really help. No, especially like CNN and Fox and MS. They don't really help their case with how they kind of, yeah, they run things. But at the same time, people are just so quick when it comes to any information to disregard where it came from and just be like, yeah, you know yeah. People yelling, lock Hillary up. She, you know, she murdered people. No, she didn't murder people. For the love of God, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs>
1: Um, it's, it's it's just it just blows my it's like shit like that just like oh so getting back to idiocracy though so like what are your what are some of your favorite parts of idiocracy because I know you really love it
0: I, I mean I love the fact that it just tackles the idea that in America we have this great deal of anti intellectualism yeah this idea that being intelligent is bad and. To be honest with you, if you say otherwise that intell- like intellectualism isn't favored, and I I think you're wrong.
1: Right, because even that in this film, when they're talking about 2005, and uh, Joe Luke Luke Wilson's character is bringing up the fact that you know there used to be smart people and it used to be accepted, and then he's kind of backtracks and says, "Well, you know, smart people did do things at least. You they, you know, they well, they weren't they weren't, weren't actually really, they weren't yeah. seen as cool. They were but, like celebrated, but, but but they did do. Th-
0: yeah, but I mean." it's, and, and that's so, and it's so true today because you've had for almost ten years now, like Neil, like fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye, and 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 other like and, like ph- certain philosophers, like um, why am I drawing? A, well, scientists Richard Dawkins, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on this. The fucking British atheist uh, philosopher that Chris Hitchens. There we go, Christopher Hitchens. Like people like that, like that, you know.
1: Are actually doing the work and... And talking about
0: you know, it, you know, and you got...
1: Discussions and... Uh, you know,
0: Sam Harris, too. Like, you know, I mean, I don't, like, agree with, like, everyone's specific views, but these are people that are, like, thinkers. Right. T- you know, believe in, like, science and, like, all the, like... And you got a lot of people either ignoring it or just... Or just uninterested. and Not only that, like, you have, like... It's 2016. You still have people saying... Global warming's a hoax
1: we still have uh now you know P- potential LX
0: yeah potential cabinet are- members say for the love of God, you have literally like ninety eight percent of scientists saying this is a man made thing, we have to do something about it, but yet you still have people going, like, no, Kevin Bacon wasn't in footloose, yeah it's like yeah he, he no he wasn't so And look. To be honest with you, and again, this is where I bring, like, the Pascal's Wager argument into you. Are you familiar with Mm Pascal's Wager? Okay. So, you know how, like, it's better to believe in God, because if you believe in God, but there's no God, you're not being punished for it. But if if you don't believe in God, and there is a God, you're going to hell. Yeah. You know, based on Christianity ideology, where your salvation lies in the fact of believing in God and Christ. Not in good deeds, or, but, you know, that's you have to have faith. Yeah. That's, so it's better to believe than not to because the risk is, you know. It's the same thing with global warming. Look, we yeah. can try to prevent it and stop it and put these measures and try to advance science and to, like, lower carbon emissions and to do this. And at the same time, it's like, look, maybe if we are wrong, maybe if we are wrong, at the end of the day, what harm does it do to try to improve yeah. and to move away? Yeah, fucking Sarah Palin uh saying on Fox News that we got all this oil and coal that God put here on earth to, you know, for us to use and what was God expecting us when he created the earth and put coal and oil there? He's like yeah, in 2000 years they'll figure out the steam engine and have, you know, then they'll finally have that resource to tap. Like he put it there, like yeah. And then the same thing with uranium. Like, like I'm gonna keep this hidden away until they figure out how to split the atom. Well, and that then,
1: and then you know he's he fully expects at some point that we'll run out of it and be fucked. That's, yeah. the, that's the end goal for him. You know, oh, well, maybe they'll find it and they'll use it for a while and then figure out, oh, they can't use it anymore. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. is You're right, you know, with, with Pascal's Wager, you know, what harm is it to explore other renewable resources to make sure that we do have something to fall back on even if we do run out of oil? You know, th- there's, there is no harm in that. But, you know, it's a naive person's game to say, you know, we'll just keep using oil, you know, because... I'm never going to run out of it, you know. I'm I'll I'm going to heat yeah. my house to the oil. I'm I'll be fine. You know, maybe in three generations, my my great great grandchildren won't be, but I'll be good. You know, and so I think with idiocracy, we got to bring it back to this. We don't want this to be an entire podcast of a political discussion and scientific debate, but um, like with idiocracy, you know, you do see that that uh, movement towards talking about environmental issues, like. The mountain of garbage that creates a garbage avalanche, which causes the big upheaval uh, where Joe and, and Rita are brought into the world in 2505 because they're, you know, they managed to be awoken by it. And, you know, there, there is that. You know, Mike Jones <laughs> is, is recognizing that, you know, environmentalism is a huge issue and we keep moving the way we do. Sooner or later, we're going to be buried in a bunch of our own fucking shit. I don't know, don't you want to try to make the planet more,
0: you know, better overall, possibly? There's no harm in going that direction. If you ignore it and it does end up becoming a problem, then you're going to be fucked. Because then you're going to be scrambling to try to do something, and then it's like, dude, well, it's too late. And... So, like... That, That to me, that, that's, you know... But again, going back to like the whole anti-intellectual thing, it's, you have... You have this, like I said, like you have like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye and people give Bill Nye shit who like don't, you know, like, oh, you know, he's not a real scientist. He was an engineer. Engineers have to know science to, you know, to to build things. Yeah.
1: It's, you know. He has the moniker, the science guy for a reason.
0: But I mean, there's no, like, there's no harm in being literate in math and science. Mm-hmm. I, you know, looking back, I wish I had more of an interest in math and science. I used to love math as a kid, but I got bored with it because I knew too much, as, and I'm not trying to brag, I knew, I was really good at math as a kid, and I got bored. Because instead of going, like, to, like, the advanced classes, like you did, I stuck around, like, the lower, because I, my si- older sister told me it was gonna be hard, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be hard? And I, when I didn't do it, and I, like, when I got, finally got to it, I'm like, oh, this shit's easy. And by the time I was, like, in high, like, you know, high school, I just didn't care anymore because I'm like oh, I don't have any interest. This, this isn't challenging. And looking back, I wish I did. Like, I wish I took calculus. And so I and I took like advanced like because I'm interested in that stuff now. And now it, it, at my age, it'd be a fucking, you know, that would be a hard thing to learn. Mm-hmm. When the older you get, the harder it is to learn those things. Like I was talking to our friend today. I was saying because he was saying how he's a firefighter. He was saying how. He had to go to this building to check on a roof to make sure it was, like, livable. And the people that he ran to there only spoke Spanish. And he was, he's like, yeah, I know some Spanish. I, I can do it. He didn't remember what the hell the word, uh, for, uh, Y was. I'm like, ¿quién? He's like, I couldn't think of it. I could understand everything everything else I had to put together in a sentence. I couldn't do that. So I just ended up <laughs> pantomiming like <laughs> like, you know, the discussion out. And I was sitting there thinking, like, yeah, I'm like one of the like what they should be doing is teaching Spanish through not throughout your school. Not just high school. Yeah. Throughout, from like grade one to you graduate, you should learn Spanish. That would be the most like the smartest thing you could do cuz like in Europe where you have all these different countries and different languages people most places you have to learn a couple languages to yeah and i for us it would be very smart to learn spanish yeah it's it's a great like, like there's no harm in knowing another language it can only benefit but you have too many people here going like you're in America you better speak american mm-hmm. so it's like well that that's why that'll never happen cuz you'll have people going like, my kid's going to speak american he ain't learning his other talk. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, and it's
1: and it's foolhardy. It's and, with idiocracy. You know, you have Joe who speaks in regular, just average English because he's this average mm-hmm. guy, and everybody in you know twenty five oh five. So he talks they, faggy. They, yeah, they say he talks faggy because because <laughs> for, to them they he's... speak in sort of like a broken English. That's, uh, well,
0: as the narrator describes it as hillbilly valley girl. Yeah, <laughs> grunts and sounds and. And the narrator says, he goes, Although he can understand them when he talks, they say he talks effeminate and faggy. Yeah. And pompous. And, I mean. And that's sad, too, because there's nothing really that Luke Wilson throughout the entire film that he says that's very intellectual. Not really. And, when, yeah. and to have them like be described in that time period as pompous. It's <laughs> just.
1: It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it is. It's, that's really funny. And that's like your first insight into like what this new idiocracy is and it, it is i mean it i think that the film itself is very clever in the way that it it actually presents uh, almost like a it's 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 a science fiction movie in a way <laughs> it's it's set in the future you are uh, have talk of time travel which ends up being not <laughs> anything besides a ride that's you know but it, it, i think that it is it has a very clever uh you know th- theme throughout and i think even if we're talking about how similar it is in some ways to office space mike judge is able to enhance that by creating a new you know style of film that he hasn't done before You know, this is something that he hasn't really attempted before it's not close when you think about the futuristic aspects of it not close to office space it's not close to king of the hill I think that it is, it's very creative in that in those ways, and, and it does have a lot of good ideas to it that, yes, are funny. I don't think it's, I don't, it's not often, like, laugh out loud funny, but it's more sort of that humorous, like, well, the same cleverness. With, that's the same to, thing with
0: Office Space, though, too. Office well, sometimes space, I do office, laugh out loud with well, that. Well, yeah, part. it, I, well, I think I do, I laugh out loud in Idiocracy, too, but Yeah. I mean, the moments are kind of few and far between, but, again, it's that smart, clever, like a Wes Anderson.
1: Yeah. It's yeah yeah I think um I, you know I think that office space is more like explicitly funny and idiocracy is more thoughtful funny even though you know it does have a lot of that um like juvenile humor, which is intentional <laughs> um I think it's more thoughtful funny than anything else you know you 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 have to kind of think about the things that are that they're getting wrong in order to find those things funny. Even, like, the subtle things, like, calling the economy the economy are sort of mimicking that the, style of, the, like... All the, like, little English, like, language things. That, yeah, right? may, I mean, or, it makes you think of George W. Bush, for sure. Which was, this film was... Yeah, yeah, right, like, yeah. like nuclear and things like that. I mean, it, it certainly or, pointed or towards Or, you that. know,
0: it's when the one way is, like, it gets even more better. That's it. Like, I always laugh so hard. Because yeah. that, that's freaking just... Like, yeah, the news report, get, right? Yeah, just going, like, it gets more better... And then you had, like even when they spell out words like artist, the d- depiction you know, it's like suspicious. They're like blah 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 blah. Yeah, the, the picture making him you know, seem very
1: effeminate. Yeah, and, and then the his prosecutor hands had
0: down. enough of that. Bull.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and then it, the way they stress
0: certain words like you had the news broadcast. It's like, and now today to talk about the slow news.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely you know you have to. You have to know what is wrong before you find it funny, you know, before you, you figure out, okay, you know, that, that is funny. And I think it is, even though it's juvenile, there's like, you know, kicking balls and, and a lot of sex jokes about, you know, any business (laughs) store like H&R Block being an adult store (laughs) for adult male taxes. Well, I was going to say the transition of Fuddruckers into
0: buttfuckers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, think, <laughs> that's that's great. Just you know, just, you do have a lot of that juvenile <laughs> humor, but again, you you really you it makes you think. It, it, it's still it it's a it's a successful style <laughs> of stupid humor. It's great. It is. It is very funny. And, and I'm that,
0: laughing just thinking of it. Just like it's slowly turning from Fuddruckers into to <laughs> Rudfuckers, yeah, yeah, like Rudduckers, and, and, and yeah. just
1: plain old mudfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think it's very clever in that respect. Um, I do love uh, Luke Wilson in this film. I think he really does nail that average guy. I do like Maya Rudolph, even though this is not really... This is a very peculiar part for her. I don't really know that I've ever seen her in a part specifically like this one, when she plays Rita in Idiocracy. And it is kind of at the the beginning part of what I know her from was SNL. Yeah. That's all I, I, I don't know her from like, yeah, I mean, and some of the other things she's done, but really in 2006, I don't really know how much more she had done besides, you know, Saturday Night Live. I think at that time that was when I, she, I was really, you know, I knew her very well from then. I mean, I guess she's, she's done a few other things, but I don't know about anything that, she did, you know, I don't know, n- nothing very, you know, prevalent, nothing noticeable that I can tell. And so I think it's a, it's a different part for her. Definitely, definitely was unexpected for me. I didn't think it was going to go quite like that, uh, but I think she does a good job. Yeah, she, she doesn't really get that much to do. it. Yeah, she alien, doesn't so. really. She doesn't get that much to do, but. It's kind of similar to Jennifer Aniston in Office Space. Yeah, yeah. You know the the uh, the the woman that is kind of the. She has a little bit more range than Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, she. she, she the yeah. woman that's kind of like poor... the important. <clears> throat> throat> Excuse me.
0: Poor poor
1: Jenna was wooden throughout all of Office Space. Yeah. Could have had a two by four in there. <laughs> in the <plane. laughs> Um, and the other the other person that's really good in this film is Terry Crews as President Camacho. He, Terry Crews is always great. He's though. always great. Yeah, he
0: he, <laughs> he makes
1: white chicks worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> the man is ripped. He always uh, he's like the epitome of like great health to me. Like whenever well, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, him, it's like Jesus Christ. Does he make you
0: want to buy Old Spice shit?
1: Well, that and <laughs> I mean, he just basically makes me want to go work out. Like I could look like that. I could have pecs like that. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. But uh, yeah, so I, I. But I think he does a great job in this, and hilarious. He is. He is hilarious, and I think that the references to Donald Trump aren't aren't lost on me. That's for sure. Yeah, well,
0: I think also because of the time, definitely with George Bush too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it was just great. Like his State of the Union like speech is like. Great,
1: where he's like, and we're going to
0: fix the economy, and we're going to do it all in one
1: week. Yeah, turns it into sort of a song. And I love, I just love
0: the fact his name's President Dwayne Alejandro Hector Mountain Dew Camacho. It's fucking great. I would vote for him, I'm going to be that idiot
1: voter in a minute. You'd like, be the voter. I'd be voting. You'd, you'd yeah.
0: do it. But no, he's great. And you know what, to be honest too, Dak Shepard is good in this too, and... Boy, talk about inspired casting with Luke Wilson being the average man. Dax Shepard, this is the role he was born to play. <laughs> the Z-list star of... You no, know, man-
1: all those all those fans of Parenthood listening are very upset with you, saying Dax Shepard was supposed to play an idiot. A he's in Parenthood. I, I know him. A very beloved television show oh, about... Family and life oh, that ended it? a couple of years ago. I mean? know my wife is a very big fan of Parenthood, oh. and he's in that. And oh. I and you know in that. Well,
0: this fits he, in definitely in line with what he was doing around this time. Like with, that's with, true. Like without, did, without a paddle, he
1: did that. He did punk You know, he was he, he was a big part of punk Um Yeah. So I mean, this is definitely like a, a right part in, written yeah. for him, yeah. right up his yeah, right up in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Exactly. So he does a great job. Yeah. Of that. No. So like I'm even not, even I'm, your friend. Justin Long shows up. <laughs> you do a great Justin Long impression. <laughs> well from Jeepers Creepers. We'll have to say that for when we do Jeepers yeah, Creepers. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause but that's that could be a 30 minute I mean that's that,
1: a perfect <laughs> part for him too.
0: I know, just being the burnout doctor, just being like, Yeah, you, you Yeah, um, yeah. You, <laughs> hey you scrope Hey you kinda talk retarded. We you don't know, do a lot like my first wife's retired She she's a pilot, you know. Yeah. Oh, there you go, We're talking faggy again. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be this many dollars. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's just like because when you think about it too, like man, like you, man, you can see that like. Because I like I know online debates aren't the hallmark of yeah true intellectual discussion, but man, you see like like a debate like going online if somebody, like, says something kind of smart, it doesn't matter, like, what position they're taking, but they say something well-thought-out and smart, people are, like, either quick to dismiss it because, like, oh, you sound, you know, these, you know, like, pompous, get off your high horse with your hot, you know, your words, or... 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 If you spell one word wrong or ha- use the wrong there, they, that's what... The, 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 this your entire argument. Like, you used the wrong there. Yeah. And it's like... You, now you're deflecting. You're not really. You're not addressing the, put, and that's kind. Of, and that's what that's because there's d- debates and arguments in this. Like you, we even had the, a scene where you know Luke Wilkes is on trial for not paying his hospital bill, and his Dax Shepard is his lawyer, and he's not helping him at all. In fact he's like he puts even more onto him saying like he interrupted me while we were watching all my balls. that's not cool. And everyone's like, he's guilty and like like wait, wait, and Luke Wilson tries to give a speech. You don't get to hear the Hughes speech. You had the narrator saying like Joe gave a well thought out logical oh, yeah. explanation and and they just said he talks faggy he's guilty.
1: <laughs> and it's great. I I I thought Idiocracy was great for my first time viewing. I thought it was really funny, and I definitely enjoyed it, especially watching it in such a topical time. It's but I mean, like it's
0: it just it just works overall. Yeah, it,
1: yeah. Like throughout the whole
0: thing. Um, I think again, I think the acting overall throughout the entire film is really good. I think the premise is great. The, I the whole again we could go about this like forever like the whole like because we, we, in the beginning when you see okay we have a case study two intellectuals versus this one fucking hillbilly and who's going to reproduce more is it going to be the you know the hillbilly or the two well thought out people and it ends up being well it's the hillbilly because he's got nothing better to do than fuck pe- chicks you know a bunch yeah. of them and the, the two smart ones, because they have careers, and they're thinking about that, and, like, they're thinking about the economy, and, like, they put it off until it's too late, and they can't have kids, and he's already, you know, got, like, fucking 40 offspring. Yeah. And you see that today. Like, there's a lot of people we know that have, like, careers and jobs, and they're not thinking automatically, let's have kids. They're thinking about, well, we gotta get this done, pay off a little bit of this college tuition, and this and that, and maybe down the road, whereas, you know... Other people who don't have that, you know, or, or as soon as they get, you know, together and like, or in a long-term relationship or married, they're having kids. Yeah. And having a family. Uh-huh. Uh, not yeah. saying they're stupid, yeah. I, I, but, I mean, there are a lot of stupid people that do, you know. Yeah. Because they're not having to deal with that. So, I mean, but that does couple... If you grew up, you know, with that circumstance in life, you would be more prone to be like, because when you think about it, like, what are you, like, taught? It's like, when you get older, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. And mm, cycle then continues. Yeah. But that, you know, that's that whole dynamic is changing with, uh, <clears throat> you know, d- different careers and, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, well, if I hold off on having kids and focus on my job, maybe I'll get that promotion to be able to afford more kids. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, debt mm-hmm. and career, those are big things yeah. that are, you know, detractors to having kids. So mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and that's, that's not just in America. That's like all. No, of, you it's know, everywhere.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: a lot of, you know, like Japan. They, I know Japan right now has a you know very like a terrible birth rate. Like their their population is shrinking because people are just like you know now you know people are more like no I'm going to focus on my career. I, I don't have time to get like married and have kids. I'm working. You know,
1: they even yeah. have a moniker for those type of people who don't get jobs, don't get, don't go to college, don't. Well, that's, that's different. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm but, just saying. But, I mean, it is... A, but they, they do have... that is a yeah. problem there where they have people that,
0: you know, don't branch out
1: and kind of... And, and do what... Yeah. I mean, do... They don't really... They're kind of like failure to launches, really. Arrested development. Yeah. and But, I mean, yeah, it, is, it isn't just here, but it's everywhere. But, I mean, I think Idiocracy really gets to that. You're right. With that opening sequence of these are people who they're not reproducing. They really should. They should reproduce because they have the the intellect and the and you know everything else that is needed to create healthy lineage, and yet the people who don't are really the ones that are continuing that line. So, makes sense. I think uh, I think it's great too that the
0: just like the idea, like as like the, as intellect has gone down, and just again, just having when you just just watching them and, like, how they, like, solve, like, try to solve problems. Like, they go, you know, go to jail and, well, you gotta take an IQ test to figure out what your aptitude is, you know, what you're gonna be doing in jail or, and just, again, how, like, everything, like, I, I wanna know what Carl's Jr. was thinking after (laughs) this film came out. Yeah, right. I'm, you know, after everything, like, Carl's Jr., Carl's, you know. Were they like, thanks for the free publicity? Or are they like, yeah. you know,
1: you fuckers who are... <laughs> Making fun of us and yeah. Costco too. Because <laughs> Costco's a big... You know, a huge wholesale store and like a Sam's Club. Yeah.
0: We don't have Costco around here, so I've never been we to one. don't, old, no.
1: But... So, it's... um, out of ten ass dozers, what would you give...
0: We even talk about, like, the rehabilitation part and all that. Yeah, well... That's great. It is great. It's, it's got is... one of the best lines in the entire movie. Just, oh, shit, it's Beef Supreme! Yeah,
1: we didn't use that, but...
0: That's just... Not, that gets me... That makes me laugh my ass off every fucking time
1: I hear it. It's great. Beef Supreme.
0: Because, again, everybody's got na Going back to the whole marketing... Like, everyone's named after products. Like, Frito... Um...
1: Mountain Dew... Yeah.
0: Uh, President Camacho's middle name is, you know, Alejandro Mountain Dew. <laughs> um... So I mean that that's again that goes back to the whole like marketing
1: thing. Yeah. Just how it's become... Is, so- yeah, someone's named Velveeta.
0: <laughs> yeah, just so integrated. Yeah, and okay. I, I I don't know. It's, you
1: could go on and on about it. I oh. know, but we gotta we gotta end the show at some point. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> just, just go on. Out of ten ass dozers, what would you, what would you give this film? Nine out of ten. Nine out of
0: ten. This is one of my. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite films. Um, I think for the budget they had, it's pretty well done. Though the, the, some of the CGI
1: and effects. oh yeah, yeah, definitely. it does. They yeah. don't look good. Yeah, but, but, but I think that's but the again, point too. I mean, it's not supposed to really look like a like a full fledged science fiction movie. It's supposed to look kind of cheesy. Well, no, I understand, but I mean, like, it's
0: even worse now. Yeah, least, yeah. Like, and, and I, but I'm not, I, I'm not going to discredit it for that because again, I know the, the, they had a shit budget. Like again, Justin Long probably worked this for free.
1: He's like, yeah, I like my... Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be better than that fucking uh, college movie I'm gonna be in where I start the college name shit,
1: you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the- Undeclared. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. But...
0: but yeah, no, I th- I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's... I think the writing's terrific. I think overall it's acted pretty well. I think... I, I again I love the commentary. I love the fact because again, I think and I, I do in a sense agree with Mike Joe. It's more social than it is political. I th- uh-huh. I think you can just relate it more to modern day politics it's more, but I think the whole again, the idea of like this undercurrent of there's this anti intellectualism going on that people just don't want to be educated, that they're kind of opting out of that and that Problems are being created because of it, and then they're looking to places for solutions that aren't going to have the solutions. You have to think of the solutions yourself. I think it speaks, you know, speaks volumes to just life and society in general. I think. Though I will say, in a sense, I was watching a YouTube video on like idiocracy, and somebody made the argument. I think it was a cracked, actually, for fuck's sake. Crack was making the argument. It's actually kind of utopian mm. this society because there's no racism. That's true. They're too stupid to understand like race and all that. So, yeah, that is true. Yeah, they have a black president. Yeah. They don't really care. And just the way they kind of, but granted, at the same, I mean, at the same time, they are homophobic because
1: yeah, they keep it, calling everybody faggy. If you're if you're smart, it's consi- you're, yeah yeah you're faggy um, yeah. Which, yeah. but but that's the only thing that's really. Really been cemented after, yeah. You know, and even even in the time machine at the end with the you know when they go back to Nazi Germany and the Charlie
0: Chaplin Charlie Chaplin's
1: Nazi regime, um, you know, even then they recognize like, oh, Nazism not good. You know, <laughs> killing Jews not good. So yeah, racism really hasn't thrived in that society probably because they yeah they are too stupid to really hate anybody because of their race so something to think about <laughs> uh i would give it probably an 8.5 out of 10 i i do th- i think it's really good i do like office space more um i i think this film would be even better
0: if they had fucking Dietrich bader in it yeah th- this is a film he could have been great
1: in you probably yeah he could have been
0: good like just think
1: of him in office space how he's he yeah.
0: he's steal- every scene he's in he steals yeah like he easily could have played Frito in this. He could have, yeah. He eat, like, in you know, and though that's the role, Dax Shepard was
1: born to play. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, I think Diedrich Bader could have done excellent. I, I actually think it's kind of a shame
1: he wasn't like didn't have like some kind of cameo. Yeah, because he's hilarious, and It would have been nice. It would have been nice. Yeah, but,
0: but yeah, I think it's great. I, I like that like, again. Like the whole idea of how the like, like when it comes to like the court system. You know, it's not well thought out. It's just, he's a bitch. You know, he's yeah. guilty. And that's because that's how kind of how people want justice kind of done today. Like yeah. they see something they don't like. They're, they're re- very reactive. Yeah. And, you know. Yep. Like with like Hillary, I guess you could say like how like, oh, she had a private email s- server. Jail. And then spl- not quite. Yeah, uh, right. the It works. But that's you know, dangerous. It's not supposed
1: to how it's go. You know. Yep. What? So uh, so next time on Blood and Macaron Podcast, Doctor Strange? Probably. I would say so. Yeah. As long as it's still in theaters near us. It's, I'm sure it it's will It's a be. Marvel film. Yeah. It will be in It'll theaters be for
0: like three. three
1: so Marvel. we're, we're going to go out and see that. I know one of Guess our friends I'm... said it's one of his favorite Marvel movies behind Guardians of the Galaxy. So I didn't see that. I did. I like Gardens because no, it can't be any worse than the DC one, so... No, absolutely not. So, I think that's the next one we see because it just fits in with our...
0: I still find it very odd that they're making a Doctor Strange film.
1: It is weird.
0: Because again... Not, I don't know anything about Doctor cause Strange. Because, again, it's like... Now, like, after Captain, Iron Man, Hulk, and the Avengers, you're starting to, like... Getting,
1: Scrape the bottom. Yeah. Scrape the bottom. It's like, if
0: Daredevil's not good enough to get a movie, he's got to get a
1: It seems to be like Luke Cage. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty It's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm not,
0: like, I, 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 and we've said before, I'm not the biggest Marvel guy. I know more about DC, but from what I do know from Marvel, I wouldn't, at least I wouldn't consider. But I mean, granted, you got to think about it, too. Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Not anymore. I, I think now they transferred over to Marvel after, yeah. but I mean they still own X Men. So yeah. there's two more that like you know that Marvel and Disney can't do because Fox and Sony or whoever the hell's got the rights tied yeah. up. So I guess you kind of have to. But it would be like after the Batman and the Wonder Woman and the Fla- like. If they do a Flash or Aquaman is what they're doing. After that, they're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna
1: do a Booster
0: Gold movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just a strange pick, yeah. We're we're gonna do Blue Beetle. It's like that's it's, cool, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice that they give him a little bit of a focus. For but this then title. again,
0: they did do like earlier in the two thousand. They did fucking Ghost Rider, Ant Man.
1: Yeah. Ant Man's a weird pick. You know, would yeah. you do that one of your first film? Probably not. But yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. They're doing some focus on some of the smaller ones. So at least they got it planned out. I so guess. yeah, and then, so we're gonna check that out next week. We'll try to see it sometime. I don't know when we'll see it, but then we'll do a podcast after. So, yeah. and then um, moving on to our Christmas stuff after that. So we definitely have a still a full lineup that we're gonna get to. So should do the ref, the ref, yeah, with Dennis Leary. Yeah, it's the, on Netflix. I saw Kevin, that.
0: Kevin Spacey. They used to air that all uh, all Central. the time
1: on Comedy Central. I'm sure they Every did. fucking because they love Dennis Leary. That's why. Well, he was big back then. I know he used to be huge. I Hit in, uh Lenny White.
0: Uh, was it Lenny White? His like one pal. He, that was also on Rescue Me. I don't know. They're both from Boston. Maybe. He's got. Maybe. A, he's got a huge. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Lenny White. Yeah, yeah I, know right. not, I might be totally wrong, but he's got a huge Boston accent. Like fucking
1: ka ka <laughs> but Yeah. All right. So administrative duties. Check us out on uh, our website, blood and black rum uh, You can hit us up on iTunes and subscribe, leave us a nice review. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, that's where our episodes go up first. We are on Facebook, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. You know, let us know what you want to see on the show, and we'll do our best to give it to you. Uh, we're also uh, on Twitter, blood and black rum podcast. Don't use it a whole lot, but you know, if you tweet us, I will definitely tweet you back. Someone actually asked who you were the other day, and I said you're the lesser half of the podcast. I don't know what they were expecting, really, for an, a response. I mean, they hear you on the podcast, so who you are, I, I was like, he doesn't have a web presence. Well, I don't know. You know well, what I mean? We,
0: we should. I play them the video from the Billion Dollar Tim and Eric movie. Yeah, This right. is what we do. This is yeah, who I, we do. I was and, and, sure is... and they just cut it out and be like... We're blood and black Run podcast. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how to answer it, so I just kind of said you're the lesser half of the the podcast show, and you don't have a web pre- web presence like me. But we're working on it. Well, I don't know. It's because I I read things on the internet. Yeah,
0: I, like this again going back to like the whole election thing on both sides, both sides. I'm like getting close to like either a wanting to teach again, like because like somewhere along the line people just failed his civics and they. They need to learn. Yeah. Or B, I just want to delete Facebook because I, can't, I yeah. can't take it can't, anymore. Can't deal with it. I can't. Like, it's like I, I'm i getting, ir- it's like making me like irate. I'm just like, no, no, uh-huh. no, 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 <laughs> That's why, that's why I don't have Twitter because it's even worse on Twitter.
1: It is. So you can tweet us on Twitter. Although, you know, I will respond. I don't know if Martin will. I'll and- look at it. <laughs> and yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll read it. And then I'll have you ghostwrite for that's me. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. You know, And then, um, lastly, we have an email address, bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. So you can write in your suggestions for films. Uh, Can't promise that we'll get to them anytime soon because we do have a full lineup on the way. But, you know, at some point, we'll definitely try to work those in. So let us know what you want. We'll do our best to do it. Anything else from you? No. I can't wait to kind of get to the Christmas. It's going to be a mixed bag. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of different stuff be fun or comedy or yeah all of it so it'll be fun uh next week dr strange definitely tune in thank you for listening to this week's episode of idiocracy we hope you see you see you back next time thank you check it out have a good night